Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Cleveland Browns preseason Super Bowl parade. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, welcome to the start of our tenth season together. Woo! Can you believe it? it's been ten years? <laughs> it has, and neither one of us has tenure yet. But uh, <laughs> not anyway, yet. It, one of these days, maybe. Not yet. Maybe we'll we'll apply for it. So, yeah, as usual, or at least it seems to be a tradition the last few weeks, the Giants uh, opening, my favorite team, opening the season on the road against your favorite team, and uh, mirth and mayhem usually ensue. Yes, yes. I, I It's nice that we're starting off in midseason form. Um, you know, we're we're going to just jump right into this. I, I see nothing wrong with it. I am sorry that you will be on the wrong end of this, but, you know, it, it's good for everybody. We'll just work out all the kinks early. Yeah, well, Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> let's see how, uh, how, how much his uh, workouts in Cabo do him when he's got uh, you know, uh, I'm not like they were DJ great. Goodson bearing down on him. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I, anyway. it was a lot of money, and it's been a long time, so I'm worried, but we'll get there. We've got all kinds you of good be. stuff for you tonight. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, we may have a few disagreements, but we will bring you all of our game predictions. We're going to give you scores. We're going to give you uh, some feedback, which in in our nine previous years has shown to be uh, a little a little contentious. At times, to say the least, we're going to take you through uh, who to start, who to sit at every position, some daily fantasy picks as well, uh, and you never know what other kind of stuff will come up. Also, we've got uh, injuries, news, notes, all that good stuff. Uh, believe it or not, the season hasn't actually started yet, but we still have guys going on IR. we got kicker injury news. We've got signings. We've got trades. we got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you have questions, you need to get hold of us throughout the week, you just need someone to give you that, that little bit of an edge in your lineup when you're setting it, uh, you can find us all week long, all over social media, the world, whatever. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. We're at on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find us on Twitter as well at our personal accounts. Uh, the Sherpa is fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm JKIM16. We're always happy to answer your questions, talk football with you, or other sports as well. Um, also, fair warning to everybody listening, I'm also doing a draft simultaneously while we're recording this. So, not sure how this is all going to go, but I had the number one overall pick, and we took Squan Barkley. So, I'm feeling pretty good about the Mariota cart chances, despite the fact that Marcus Mariota uh, may not make the team. I still can't give up the name. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. If you want uh, some advice from your co host as you're picking, I'm more than happy to uh, offer you the. Yeah, name of my yes. favorite Arizona We might, we might be crowdsourcing some picks uh, later on. Hopefully, nobody in the draft is actually listening to the podcast. You guys can listen any other time, but right now is not going to be great for me. Um, it's a it's an all women's league of sports writers, so I need, I need the edge I can get. But I digress. Well, We've got Saquon Barkley. Things are going to be okay. Uh, hopefully, this doesn't go off the rails. Uh, you should announce yeah, your picks when they come up. <laughs> we're gonna have celebrity pick announcers throughout the show um but we've we've got some time so by the time i get through the injuries i might be picking again here um but we do we do have a few injuries we've got a few uh news and notes here as well uh as we predicted on our preview show on saturday Lashawn mccoy has a new home he was cut just before we went live he is now a member of the kansas city chiefs you heard it first on the fourth and inches show. It came to fruition. I'm just saying, take that to the bank. Uh, we do occasionally know what we're talking about, which is always nice. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has uh, left Mexico. He's left the Cabo airspace. He's back in Dallas. He's back at practice. He's allegedly in football shape. He is 50 million guaranteed dollars richer today, so he's probably having a better day than I am. Um, he did not get drafted to Team Mariota Cart, but I think we'll be okay. I'm a little worried, but we'll talk about that uh, when we get to the Cowboys and Giants game preview. Also this week, Rob Gronkowski wants to remind us all that he will not be playing football this season. Uh, it seems to be like a weekly thing. So just so everyone knows, Gronkowski, 
not playing football this year, which means he'll probably be back by about like week 10. Uh, Cam Newton says he's feeling like a rookie. He's taking all the reps of practice. He says his foot feels good. He's going to be fine for Sunday. I don't know how fine the team's going to be, but Cam Newton will be on the field. Uh, We also have Jordan Reed. Stop me if you've heard this one before. He's been limited at practice. He's still concussed. Technically not fully cleared yet, but quote, (laughs) quote, trending in the right direction. So that's just, that's one step up from day to day, which we all are. So Jordan Reed already ticking the concussion box for the season. Antonio Brown is cranky, allegedly not injured, but uh, a little upset because his actions had actual repercussions. And by not going to practice, he got fined. And he's surprised about this. So just, you know, keep it in mind. Maybe a wee bit of a bad attitude right now, but he's going to be all right. <laughs> uh, in Minnesota, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I've seen worse. Uh, Stefan Diggs didn't practice today. He's still dealing with a nagging hamstring injury. Looks like he'll be fine to play this week. Uh, he almost was just drafted a Team Mariota Cart, but Adam Thielen got the nod instead. Also, just so you know, we also took Devontae Freeman, so things are shaping up okay so far. Out in Cleveland, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, has been dealing with a hip injury, hasn't played this preseason, says he's ready to go despite not playing and really not practicing, but he says he's going to be fine. I'd probably still start him. Green Bay, already in midseason form, much like Jordan Reed and the Sherpa and I. They're already trying to replenish wide receivers. They signed Alan Lazard off their practice squad today. Uh, maybe they already think people are, are going down tomorrow against Chicago, but they're they're hedging their bets. I respect that. In Miami, running back Kenyon Drake has been dealing with a foot injury. It was looking a little up in the air, but he is going to play this week, and he's expected to, quote, get a lot of touches. Take that with a grain of salt. I'm not sure how many points Miami's scoring, but they're focusing on Kenyon Drake this week. In Jacksonville, Nick Foles, Nick Foley and Dynamite, as some of us like to refer to him, still sore from an oblique injury in the last preseason game. Jags aren't actually practicing because I don't know if you've heard there's a hurricane going through the area, but he's saying he's going to play this week. I have no reason to think otherwise. In Buffalo, wide receiver Andre Roberts did not practice. He's dealing with a quad injury. Uh, I'm hoping that he's not somebody that you're desperately trying to put on your uh, roster this week, but I'd keep a very strong eye on it if you are. Also, Tyler Croft was uh, limited to practice with a foot injury this week. It looks like he should be fine for Sunday. In Seattle, wide receiver DK Metcalf, who is – a mere two weeks removed from knee surgery, practiced fully today. Looks like he's going to play on Sunday. This is ridiculous. I love it. In Dallas, Amari Cooper fully practiced with that foot injury. He should be fine. Uh, less fine is Demarius Thomas out in New England. He's uh, still dealing with a sore hamstring. He was limited to practice. Keep an eye on that come uh, their game with the Steelers this week. And in, in, in Indianapolis, wide receiver Devin Funches and uh, running back Jordan Wilkins were both limited at practice with back and ankle injuries, respectively. In San Francisco, wide receiver Jalen Hurd is not going to play this Sunday with that lingering back injury, and he's now being considered what they're calling week-to-week. So that's new. Uh, apparently that's a downgrade. So that's not great for him. In Chicago, tight end Trey Burton uh, is questionable for the game tomorrow. He's dealing with a groin injury. Keep an eye on that. Um, If you have other options, probably best to go with that. And in some sad kicker news and sad fantasy team name news, Ryan Suckup has been put on the the IR by the Titans. Surgically repaired knee just isn't holding up. And they brought in one of your boys, Cairo Santos. So anybody who was Mr. Irrelevant or has kicked for the Chiefs, you are more than welcome in Tennessee is what we've learned this week. So uh, we have, we've actually reached the end of the injuries. It's the shortest the list is ever going to be. So if you don't like the sound of my voice, you're really going to have to fast forward like 15 minutes of every podcast we do. <laughs> or just play it at a faster speed. Yeah, maybe that. Although I don't want to hear if you start hearing like messages or you're playing it backwards. I, I don't want to hear it. I'm not putting any curses no. on anybody unless you're playing me in fantasy this week. Then probably it's happening. Okay. okay. Shall we move on to waivers? <laughs> Yeah, let's get crazy. Who you got? All right. Uh, running backs, some guys that are still widely available that I'm interested in. Justin Jackson with the Chargers, Carlos Hyde with the Texans, Malcolm Brown with the Rams, Chase Edmonds with Arizona, and Gus Edwards with uh, Baltimore. Anyone else you want to add to that list? 
Uh, no, I actually actually had a pretty similar looking list. I do like Gus Edwards as well. I don't, I'm I'm really I figured it out this week. I'm very high on the Ravens. Not sure what happened, but the Ravens and the Vikings I seem to pick have picked up as pet projects this year. Maybe it's the color purple. It might be. <laughs> we could be onto something there. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, wide receiver wise, some guys that are widely available that I'm interested in. Anthony Miller with Chicago, Mohamed Sanu, Atlanta, James Washington with Pittsburgh, Tyrell Williams with Oakland, uh, the aforementioned DK Metcalf with Seattle, Marquise Goodwin with San Francisco, Devin Funches with Indianapolis, Marquise Brown with Baltimore, Tricon Smith with New Orleans, McCall Hardman with Kansas City, Quincy Inunua with the Jets, and Miles Boykin with your uh, Purple Boys, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm not mad at any of those. I'm very high in DK Metcalf, uh even even before he was bionic. Uh Anthony Miller too, I'm also very excited about. Those were the top two on my on my list. Okay. Uh, moving on to quarterbacks then, some widely available guys, not necessarily people to start this weekend, but uh guys that if you're looking for a second or third quarterback might uh fit the bill for you. Josh Allen with Buffalo. Sam Darnold with the Jets, Matthew Stafford with Detroit, Nick Foles with Jacksonville, and Joe Flacco with Denver. Shocker that I'd be pretty excited about Nick Foles. Um, Jacoby Brissett, if he's hanging around out there, please go pick him up. I, I'm going to sell you hard on him later. Uh, I'm a little less excited about Matt Stafford, but always serviceable. Um, so I'm, I, I don't have too much beef with your list. All right, and then moving on to tight ends, I've got uh, Jack Doyle from Indianapolis, Darren Waller with the Raiders, Dallas Gutter with the Eagles, Noah Font with Denver, Tyler Eifert with Cincinnati, and Will Disley with Seattle. Very nice. I like Will Disley a lot. Uh, Dallas Gutter, I think, is going to really break out as this year goes on. He had a nice season last season, but they love a good two tight end set. Um and, you know, in a lot of places, Delaney Walker's still hanging around. Uh, I gave you I gave you the hard sell on a couple of tight ends in our preview show as well. O.J. Howard, if he's out there, Jack Doyle. Uh, it's, it's been kind of a crapshoot for tight ends, but I think, I think it's going to be a very good week for them this week in particular. All right. And as far as defenses go, just a preview of some of the game picks. Uh, I like Kansas City. <laughs> defense against Jacksonville, and I like Tennessee's uh, defense against Cleveland. Those are two widely available defenses if you're looking to stream somebody this week. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have an issue with either of those. The Cowboys are available in a lot of places. I like them this week. Um, they have a tough matchup, though. I, yeah, oh, oh, they do. I'm real scared. Squad Barkley's on Mariota Cart. All right, we're starting him. Beyond that, I'm not really excited about anything the Giants are doing. Oh, that's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. I'll ignore that. Should we uh, get on to our uh, top uh, 10 guys by position? Sure. Where would you like to start? Uh, how about running back, since that's what most people seem to care most about? All right. Would you like to do um, the honors? Why don't you... Why, pardon? <laughs> I said, would you like to do the honors? <laughs> I'm sure if that means you have a pick coming up, I'll I'll take it. Um, or two picks, I guess <laughs> you're picking on the turn. But if you got Saquon Barkley, I did. I actually, I actually did. I did just now. So we're okay. We're 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 just just trying to get ready for right. the next. Well, next I'll, I'll pick give you a here, breather. We'll be all right. Let you organize your queue. Um, my top ten for this week: <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Devonta Freeman, Carryon Johnson. Damian Williams, Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Saquon Barkley, Matt Breida, Mark Ingram, and Duke Johnson. Honorable mention. I gotta say, um, we, go ahead. We got some real different looking lists. <laughs> yeah, let me guess. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is on your list. You know. In fact, he is. All right, go ahead. Um, who's who's on your top ten? 
I have your boy, Saquon Barkley, at number one overall. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, fourth on my list, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott coming in at seven, Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, and Le'Veon Bell running on my top ten. All right. Um, my avoid list has some overlap. <laughs> How much your, of my uh, list is list. on your avoid list? <laughs> some of it. Some of it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is actually at the top of the avoid list. Uh, Ezekiel oh. Elliott, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Tony Michelle, Adrian Peterson, and Kalen Ballage are all on my avoid list okay. this week. It's a tough list. That is a tough list. Uh, well, a tough list clearly to mine looks a little different. <laughs> Right, got some big names out there. Uh, I've got LaShawn McCoy on mine, James White, Derek Henry, Aaron Jones, Jordan Howard, Adrian Peterson, Giovanni Bernard, Frank Gore, Ty Montgomery, and C.J. Anderson. Well, we agreed on Adrian Peterson. That's something. We got we got one out of ten. <laughs> uh, well, we're we're, we're, we're in form. mid-season form already. I can't wait for game picks. I'm sure it's going to get weird. Yeah, well, the game picks will elaborate a little bit more on some of these uh, individual uh, position picks then. But, um, yeah, some other guys that I like that I didn't include in my top ten, though, were uh, Peyton Barber, David Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Cohen, Jordan Howard, and Miles Sanders. Uh, any of those guys uh, do anything for you this week? I do like Miles Sanders. Uh, I will say that he's definitely my favorite out of that Eagles backfield. I'm still trying to figure out how on earth they're going to use them all, but I, I, Miles Sanders for sure is someone I'm watching this week. All right. Uh, why don't you start us off with uh, your top wide receivers for the week? Okay. Uh, I have, dis- despite how I'm going to talk about Houston later, I've got DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my list. Uh, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper, and then Adam Thielen and Brandon Cooks were honorable mentions for me. All right. Well, we had six of our top ten that uh, overlapped. That's including, actually pretty uh, good for us. Including the I top spot of DeAndre Hopkins. I agree with you there. I had Tyree Kill second, Julio Jones third, Michael Thomas fourth, Mike Evans fifth, Juju Smith-Schuster sixth, Alshon Jeffrey seventh, Adam Thielen, which should uh, make you happy, or at least your Mariota card. I'm into it. And uh, Kenny Galladay nine, or T.Y. Hilton ten. Ooh, okay, okay. Again, I can work with that. I'm pretty hyped about T.Y. Hilton. He did. He he was close to making the list, but just couldn't quite get him in there. All right, some guys uh, for me that were just on the outside looking in would include uh, Tyler Lockett, Alan Robinson, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, and Stefan Diggs. I just want to make a quick note before I tell you mine, since I just, just did two picks while you're doing that. Um, just so you know that uh, we just took D.D. Uh, Westbrook, who, again, big uh, big fan of his work this, this season, and Will Fuller, who I'm a little less excited about, but, you know, sometimes you got to take what the draft gives you. But just so you know, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven rounds in. I have not taken a quarterback yet. So I just want you to know that that's my gift to you. you. Yeah, um, this will probably never happen again. But just so we all I'm know, very happy it is you. possible for me to do it. I just despise it wholeheartedly. Well, uh, just so that you know, I did a I, draft last week where I actually took Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round, which, again, that felt what? like, you know, chugging, you know. <laughs> poison to me but i did it uh, wow and you live to tell the tale i'm so proud of you look I at did. us it only took 10 years but we did in fact try something new it, it took a lot probably of mental gymnastics for me to do that but yeah probably never to yeah, be repeated but uh no no you know but here we are so. um so anyway back to our actual task at hand here uh my wide receivers, wide receivers to avoid you this don't week. like yeah, there there were a lot of them. But my top 10 of guys I'm avoiding this week, Calvin Ridley, Alshon Jeffrey, Sammy Watkins, Curtis Samuel, Dante Moncrief, Geronimo Allison, Will Fuller, who did just join Team Mariota Cart, uh, Christian Kirk, and Jameson Crowder, and Corey Davis. 
yeah, the first two of yours, of course, were on my uh, recommended list. But uh, mm-hmm. guys, I'm yeah, staying away right from this week. Yeah, and there's some overlap here with your recommended list. But uh, Antonio <laughs> Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Devontae Parker, Dede Westbrook, Emmanuel Sanders, DJ Moore, and Tyler Boyd. Okay. All right. I think Tyler Boyd will be okay, but, you know, we'll we'll argue about that shortly. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, oh, goodness. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks that I like a lot this week, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's uh, going to shock anybody. Deshaun Watson, uh, my first shocker for the list, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, oh, Carson Wentz. Oh, come on. Matt Ryan. Well, this is going so great, and then we took, off. We took a hard turn here. <laughs> Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and Mitchell Trubisky rounding out my top ten. So, oh, um, first of all, why don't you like Garoppolo in my list? And and I assume you know it was Garoppolo and Winston that drew the response. Uh, who who would yeah, you put in yeah. there instead, or why don't you like them? Uh, well, I I don't like I just I'm not into Jimmy Garoppolo really at all this year. I'm just really down on him. Um, I I just I I can't find anything to get excited about there. Sure, he's got an arm, but you know, I put me behind a good offensive line. I could probably throw 45 yards, no problem. Um, hopefully, we never have well, to actually that test that because I, I with the Buccaneers. But I routine, the matchup's fine. I have a little more respect for the Buccaneers defense than pretty much anybody else on the planet. I tend to give them a, a little more, a little more props than perhaps everybody else does, which is fine. Um, but I, I don't even see, I don't even see the 49ers winning that game. I just, I, it's, it's not for me, not for me. I'm not excited about the game on the whole. Um, but okay. shocker, Jimmy Garoppolo on my avoid list. Uh, guys, I'm starting this week. Deshaun Watson is at the top of my list. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, uh, Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Jacoby Brissett, and uh, just you know, it's, it's like I said, it's a little different than yours, which is fine. And I've got oh, I'm sorry, I also have Kirk Cousins actually uh, at number ten, which I know is a little controversial, but I think it'd well, be we okay. had five of our uh, ten uh, overlap. 50%. Um, the ones for me that were just on the outside were uh, Matthew Stafford, Jacoby Brissett, Kirk Cousins, and Lamar Jackson. So I think if we had expanded our okay. list to uh, 14 or 15, we would have had a little more overlap. But uh, as far as guys that I, I can't don't tell like you how excited I am about Lamar Jackson and Jacoby Brissett. I just I, I I'm gonna try, but I, it's tough. Uh, on my avoid list. All right. <laughs> I, uh, my namesake of uh, Team Mariota Cart, Marcus Mariota is at the top of my avoid list. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Derek Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Joe Flacco, Josh Allen, uh, Philip Rivers, and Tom Brady. All right. Uh, we overlapped on three. I have Cam Newton at the top of my list, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Nick Foles, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Josh Allen are all guys that I don't think are going to help you much for your fantasy team this week. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Uh, finally, in the eighth round, Especially I did just take a quarterback. Just so we're all, we can all breathe a collective sigh of relief. Jared Goff has joined the Please team. Please tell me. Oh, well, that's a nice pick. That's actually, I yeah, that's that's a nice pick. I like. I don't. I don't hate yeah, it. We discussed, I don't hate it. As we discussed on Saturday, uh, we're both uh, pretty big fans of his. Yeah, yeah, and he he just fell into my lap. So here we are. Here we are. Welcome to the team, right. Jared Gopp. Didn't put you on the avoid list, so good for you. Okay, I'm done picking. All right, now. Uh, we talk tight ends. <laughs> tight end. Who else did you pick besides Jared Goff on the turn? Uh, we, we went, uh, we went pretty West coast here. Also went with Austin Eckler. Okay. In LA. It's a nice pick. Yeah. We're doing okay so here. It's pretty all right. good to get a starting running back in the eighth or ninth round. But... Yeah, that was nine. That was number nine. So I'll take it. Okay. So, uh, tight ends, uh, who do you like this week? 
very excited about Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Zach Ertz. Uh, they're they're really my my top tier guys. Evan Ingram and OJ Howard are uh, really just on the outside of those three. Hunter Henry, Vance McDonald, Delaney Walker, David Njoku, and Jack Doyle running out my top ten. All right, we actually had six uh, overlap there. That's not bad. I've got uh, including the top three. I agree. I have slightly different order, but I have George Kittle, Zach Ertz, and Travis Kelsey is in the top three, O.J. Howard, Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, Jared Cook, Kyle Rudolph, Vance McDonald, and uh, Jack Doyle rounding out my top ten. And then uh, Will Disley and Eric Ebon just on the outside looking in. Okay, okay. There's not a lot, not a lot of uh, guys to catch footballs out in Seattle. Will Disley could have himself a nice day for sure. Yeah. And uh, how about your uh, avoid list? Uh, I, I very reluctantly have Mark Andrews at the bottom of my avoid list. I, I He kind of fell in a middle ground for me. I just don't love the matchup this week. I do like him overall as a as a human being and a fantasy player, though. Uh, Eric Ebron on my list, Austin Hooper, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, and his concussed self, Trey Burton, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, and uh, Darren Walker. A lot of guys I actually like for the season, not so much this week. Yeah, we have a fair amount of overlap there. Delaney Walker at the top of my avoid list, David Njoku, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, and uh, your buddy Mike Gasicki. Oh, yeah. He's got, he's got a tough matchup this week. He might, he might have a long year. But you know what? Yeah, I, that offensive line isn't going to do a whole lot of protecting, so he can see some points, just not this week. I don't know. I think they're already on the, the clock for the first pick in the draft next year. Would not Maybe it'll be the Giants. Me. The Giants will win two games this year as long as they're against Dallas. I'm happy. Well, that's that's very nice of you. See, I didn't, I didn't take to that place, but you did. So, you know, here we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about defenses? Um, I can get us started on that. Uh, defenses I like a lot this week um, include Seattle, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Kansas City. The Rams, the Jets, the Titans, the Giants, the Pittsburghers, and the Denvers. Oh, the Pittsburghers and the Denvers. Okay. Uh, I've got Baltimore, Chicago, Cleveland, the Jets, the Los Angeles, not San Diego Chargers. I'm going to mess that up a whole bunch this year still. Uh, Denver, the Eagles, I've got Seattle, Dallas, and the Rams rounding out my top ten. All right. Well, we had at least five teams there that uh, overlap. That's pretty good. Um, avoid. I have a rather lengthy avoid list. Not in the defense this week, huh? No, I, I think they're going to be a number of high-scoring games. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I don't mm-hmm. like the Redskins, the Buccaneers, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Saints, Packers, Vikings, Patriots, Dolphins, Falcons, Bengals, Texans, Chargers, and Cardinals. If you uh, happen to play defense for any of those teams, I think you're in for a rather long afternoon or evening, as the case may be. Okay. Um, I've got uh, the Texans at the top of my list, Uh, the Steelers, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Titans, the Colts, uh, the Chiefs, Patriots, the Packers, and the Redskins. I was expecting to hear the Giants on there, but I didn't, so I guess that bodes well for their chances. No, I actually I actually do give the Giants a lot of respect when they play the Cowboys because uh, you guys usually are real, real thorn in my side. So, I, I'm, you know, you're, you're somewhere in that no man's land. <clears throat> okay. So why don't we get on to the individual game predictions, which will help make uh, shed some light on our um, individual predictions. So... First up, we've got the season kickoff game tomorrow night, uh, Green Bay at Chicago. I'm a little disappointed that they're, I mean, on the one hand, for kicking off the 100th NFL season, what better matchup could you ask for? But on the other hand, I do like the not as um, old or not as established tradition, but having the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champion host the first game of the following season, I think is a nice touch. I'm a little disappointed that they... um, did away with that this year, but I'm guessing that we'll probably be back next year. But uh, well, do you have any feelings about that? 
I, I I'm with you. I also I mean I'm I'm very much a get off my lawn. I don't like when things change. I think everyone should still wear the white jerseys at home. But yeah, I I think that the defending champions should absolutely be in the first game every season. And I just I like that we're getting rivalry games. That's nice. I'm I'm very excited for a Green Bay Chicago game, but that's not who should be playing Thursday night football. But again, for whatever reason, schedule makers did not ask me, and they really should have because we could have fixed this. No. Well, given that they are, I'm going to go, I'm going to make an exception for the most part. I'm picking road teams this week because they tend to do better in week one than any other week of the season. But uh, for this particular one, I'm going to go with the home crowd and uh, pick the Bears to win this in a high-scoring game. I'll go with them by a touchdown. Final score, Bears 34, Packers 27. Oh, okay. Um you know, I, I've picked a fair amount of road teams. We might not be disagreeing quite as much as we think this week. Uh, we will start off disagreeing, though. Shocker of all shocks. I'm going to take the Packers in a barn burner. I'm taking them 27-24. you got a healthy Aaron Rodgers. I think that goes a long way, although I'm very interested in this game. Normally, Thursday night games make me a little bit crazy, but I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be good. Okay, next up, we've got the first of the Sunday early games. We've got the Jets. New York Jets hosting Buffalo you know, Jets. I don't know. Part of me says, you know, same old Jets. You know, here they are cutting their third round draft pick, you know, less than sounds about you know, right. four months yep. or five months after they take them. That, yeah, again, that sounds pretty typical for them. But anyway, I think they're going to uh, muster uh, just enough offense you know, with their high powered, uh, you know, backfield and all now that they're going to eke this one out by a field goal. I'll go with the Jets 27 uh, to start off their season with a victory over the Bills with 24. I have this little lower scoring, but I'm also going to take the Jets to uh, start the season sort of strong. I'm not entirely sure what we're going to see out of them. This is It's a tough defensive matchup. I've got the Jets squeezing out a little victory here, a four-point win, uh, 21-17. I don't think this game's going to tell us a ton about either one of these teams, but, you know, it, it, it'll it be more competitive than Buffalo and Jets games in years past. So I guess that's something. I still think the worst game I've watched, at least in this past decade, was that uh, Jets-Cardinals game probably about eight or nine years ago where the final score, I think, was 9-7 to mm. or 7-3. to 9-6, 9-7, really it was something. It was... That was brutal. That, that set football back a little bit. Yeah, Ugh. that was. I think that was back in the. I don't know if that was uh, AJ McCarron or who that was that inflicted that upon us, but that was uh, not not a fun afternoon to football. Some things so, you can't unsee. Anyway, no, you can't. <laughs> um, speaking of unseeing things, the Dolphins I think are going to wish that they unsaw their home opener. They're going up against uh, the. One of your two favorite uh, purple teams this year, the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a real purple apologist do, all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I like them a lot in this game in particular. I think Ravens will win this easily by a couple of touchdowns. I'll say the the Ravens 31 and the Dolphins what passes for that mess of the team 17. Ooh, ooh. Uh, you actually gave the Dolphins a little bit more respect than I did this week, and this is very much a role reversal for us. Um, I'm I'm concerned, I think, to put it mildly. I'm very excited about the Ravens. I'm very excited about what's going on there. Um, Miami is going to, like you said, have a long year, uh, and it starts this, this week. I've got Baltimore winning 24-7, which even I feel like might be a little conservative for, for the Ravens, but – Everyone's still feeling it out. So I, eh, this is, I want the Dolphins to be good. They they had so many chances the last few years, and now here we are. I, Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard can't save this. No, I, I don't think this is just makes me sad. Gonna be, uh, I, I don't think there's going to be any um, recurrence of this magic this this season, at least not with that team. So Mm-mm. next up, we've got uh, another Florida. Game. We've got uh, Kansas City on the road, home op- uh, road opener against uh, Jacksonville. Nick Foles' debut, I don't think it's going to go well. Nick Foley and Dynamite. Chiefs, Chiefs defense doesn't get much respect, but I don't 
think the Jaguars offense deserves much. I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this by a couple touchdowns. Final score, Chiefs 35, Jaguars 21. Uh, I'm sure this will stun you, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Uh, Like I said, Nick Foles, D.D. Westbrook all day long. Leonard Fournette went and stayed in a hotel for four months and cut a bunch of toxic people out of his life and lost 20 pounds and and re-inspired and reinvigorated himself. And this team, this team is going to do it. They're going to, they're going to upset Kansas city. It's going to be close game, 30 to 28. Uh, I think the Jaguars defense is certainly going to have to help the cause a little bit, but I think this is the beginning of a beautiful thing. I'm very excited about the AFC South as a whole. I think this division is going to be very interesting this year. I think it'll be very interesting. I just don't think the Jacksonville is going to be part of that, but we'll see. And hopefully Nick Foles does better there than I think he will. But I, yeah, I don't think he's the missing link there. I think they have some uh, bigger problems, receivers and you know, tight ends mm-hmm. and all sorts of things, but uh, we'll see. So speaking of problems, uh, we've got Tennessee on the road at Cleveland. Cleveland is alluded to in the opening, lots of uh, hype surrounding this team this year, and I'm predicting that their uh, season is going to start off with a loss. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part. Still bitter about the Odell Beckham trade, but I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee and the uh, Marcus Mariota cards to uh, pull off an upset here. I'll go with uh, Tennessee 27 over Cleveland 24. Oh, I like that. I want I want that to be how this goes. I just I think this game's gonna be a little bit of a mess. Uh, like we talked about in the preview show, I have concerns about Cleveland. It's a rookie head coach, a lot of personalities. You know, there's a lot more film on this team, and still figuring out. You know, what everyone's role is here in Tennessee. I'm a little, still worried about Marcus Mariota and his interceptions. He's got Ryan Tannehill waiting in the wings. He's got a lot of injuries. No real breakout star on this team yet. Obviously, other than Delaney Walker, who I can't say enough good things about, you should absolutely be starting him. But uh, I'm going to take Cleveland in a close one, 20 to 16. Literally, my note for this game just says a mess. <laughs> that is my number one feeling about this game. All right. I'm not quite sure why you feel like it'll be a mess, but. Uh... I don't. I don't have. I just don't have a good feeling about either of these teams yet. Like I just don't think either one of them has a real identity yet. Yeah. Well, say for me, it's going to be you know, can Marcus Mariota establish enough chemistry with the wide receivers to? I mean, we know Delaney Walker. If he's back and healthy, that he's going to catch a ton of passes this year. Yeah. It's just which one of those wide receivers are going to? Stay, you know, are really going to stand up. I mean, you know, step up. I, re- I really hope that uh, Antonio Humf- um, that uh, Humphreys, uh, Adam Humphreys. Oh, Adam Humphreys. Nice, I uh, love him. It's nice there, he got but, out of uh, he got out of purgatory in Tampa Bay. It just, I just, I don't know. I just, I want Marcus Mariota to be the Marcus Mariota he's capable of. I'm just worried that having Ryan Tannehill behind him, who I guess maybe I'm just higher on Ryan Tannehill than everybody else in the world, which is okay. That's nothing new here. But I just I feel like that's that may almost pose an issue. I'm, that's my and that's a big concern for me. I want to be wrong about this. I don't think you have to be concerned about that. I mean, Ryan Tannehill couldn't make it in <laughs> Miami. I don't think you have oh, to worry he's about so him. So much working he's against jumping. him. He's a blown out knee. What was he supposed to do? <laughs> he, he wasn't very good even before he blew out his knee. Oh, no, but, no. Oh, this is awful. First Such year there, but, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. We'll see. Oh. All right. You uh, know what? Put Blake Bortles on this roster, and I'll really just be set. I won't need to watch any football. I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, how about <laughs> uh, Washington at Philadelphia? And hopefully we can agree that this isn't going to be much of a game, um, Eagles. I actually disagree. Uh, I'm not sure I if they'll get back already. to their Super Bowl form or not, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with them to win this in a blowout. You know, I'm certainly not an Eagles fan, but uh, living in the area here, it's hard not to, you know, hear all the hype constantly. Yes, be cognizant. But, uh, yes. Yes, I'll I'll go with the Eagles to win by three touchdowns. I'll go Eagles 38, Ooh. Washington 17. 
wow, okay, we see this a little bit differently. Um, the Eagles do tend to historically struggle. We The early part of the season, it can be a little rough go for them. Carson went still a little, little beat up, a little shaky. This team certainly has had some turnover. Uh, got some familiar slash new faces. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's back. Uh, these Washington plays Philly, you know, they play them tough. I think Washington maybe won't look like as much of a disaster as everybody thinks. I think this will be a, a close game. I think the Eagles win this 24-17. I think that, you know, it's not Adrian Peterson, but I think Washington will get something going here. I think they have some redeeming qualities. Um, granted, I think they're going to have a little a little bit of a tough time, uh, you know, stopping some of that Philly uh, pass defense. But other than that, I think they'll be okay. I just, for whatever reason, I think this will be a close game. I think the NFC East always historically played each other pretty tough. So, weirdly, I am more uh, upbeat about the Redskins this week than you are. Okay. Uh, we'll see if that continues. I don't, I don't know. Uh, it feels, it feels weird. I'm, I'm not sure why, but here we are. <laughs> So now we come to the other purple team, the other team in purple, the Vikings, yes. unlike the Ravens are hoping their season at home, they get to face the Atlanta Falcons who seem to perennially have a very strong offense and a not as strong defense. Uh, Vikings last year, a bit of a rough transition under Kirk Cousins. They've got Dalvin Cook back, which should bode well for them as long as their receivers stay healthy. I think they're going to have a, Another high-powered offense, but I'm going to go with Atlanta uh, to win this game in a shootout. I'll go with Atlanta 34 over Minnesota 31. Okay, uh, I I see this being a kind of a toss-up to me. I could see this going either way. Uh, I'm going to err on the side of my my apparent purple. Uh, you know, I I don't even know what to call this, but it's it's something that seems to have cropped Scottish. up on me this week. I didn't know it was there. I mean, maybe I, I don't know if we want to put that out there. We're gonna get some weird followers, but but still, like I, apparently I've become a sympathizer for any teams wearing purple. Maybe I become a big TCU fan next. I don't know, but I'm gonna take the Vikings. I'm gonna stick with tradition here, this new tradition. Uh, and so I'm gonna take the Vikings 28-27. I just I like the the offense a little bit better. Um, than than the Falcons. I think both defenses are fine, um, but this is one of the higher scoring games of the day, so certainly you're going to see some of these names pop up when we talk daily fantasy picks later as well. I'm excited for this game. I think it'll be very interesting. I hope that Atlanta is just a little more functional than they were last year. All right, next we've got uh, the Rams traveling to Carolina, uh, weather permitting, and I'm going to go with the uh, Rams here, I think you know this isn't going to be as much of a blowout as it might be later in this season or as it would have been late last season, but I think the Rams are going to get the season started on the right foot, even without uh, Todd Gurley necessarily carrying as much of a load this year. I think it's uh, Rams 27, Carolina 21. Okay, yeah, um, I, I'm a, I, have, I have the Rams winning as well bit more of a margin <laughs> I think that uh and, and again not to spoil things but I'll talk about Todd Gurley a little bit more in the daily fantasy segment of the show but I think that even with trying to lighten his load a little bit I think it's just going to make him even more effective I think the Rams overall are a much more potent offense than the Panthers are uh I'm I'm very worried about Cam Newton and and that pass game Christian McCaffrey I I can't say enough good things about but he's just one one human against that Rams defense, which I feel like people have forgotten about a little bit. So I'm taking the Rams 35-23 over Carolina. Okay. Um, Next we move into the later Sunday games, or if you're on the West Coast, I guess they're the afternoon games. Uh, First up on the West Coast, we've got the Chargers, who I thought were, they were my preseason uh, Super Bowl pick before the whole Melvin Gordon uh, situation got out of hand there, but uh, yeah, they're now really they're hosting the they're hosting the Jacoby Brissett led uh, Colts, and Woo-hoo. I'm going to go with the Colts in a mild upset here. I'm going to go with them by a field goal in a high scoring game. I'll say Indianapolis 30, uh, Chargers 27. I've got the Colts winning 28-24, so we're we're in a similar vein here. Um, I I just 
I'm very excited about Jacoby Brissett. I, I would have been very excited about this Colts team with Andrew Luck, but I think Jacoby Brissett uh, is not getting the respect that he deserves, and I think that people forget that he, he did quarterback this team to several victories with a team that was not nearly as good as the one he's on now when Andrew Luck missed that season when, like, everyone – Everyone who played quarterback essentially died that year for Indianapolis. But Jacoby Brissett's already got a chemistry with everybody. Uh, he seems to have a pretty good game plan. Uh, it, it, the locker room doesn't seem like it's disjointed. Obviously, we're not in it. But from everything I can tell and everything that I've heard, it seems like it's a really good vibe. And I'm very excited about them. I think uh, you're right, a, a mini upset, if you will. Uh, I think this is going to be start of a good thing for Indianapolis. All right, next game also on the West Coast, we've got the Bengals uh, traveling to Seattle. And Seattle, of course, you know, has some issues at uh, wide receiver that hopefully DK Metcalf can help them solve. But, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett, obviously a really strong player, really you know, a good player. But I just, you know, their, their depth worries yeah, me a little bit. One Running human. back, I think they're, <laughs> they're obviously uh, better. And Will Disley hopefully will recover nicely from his injury and, and have a strong season. But Cincinnati, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure that they're not going to be buying with uh, uh, Miami for the top pick in the draft next spring. I'm going with Seattle wow, to win really? this uh, easily at home. I'll say Seattle 31, Cincinnati 14. I had Seattle winning 31-20. So, again, maybe I'm just a little more optimistic about Cincinnati. Um, I just, even with nobody to throw the football to and DK Metcalf with, I mean, essentially coming out of an operating room to an NFL field, which granted might be a bit of an exaggeration, but still kind of ridiculous. Um, I I think Seattle will be fine. I don't think there's going to be any danger of them losing this game. I would be absolutely floored if somehow Cincinnati pulled this off here with no AJ Green. Um, Maybe not the best vibes ever coming out of the preseason from Cincinnati. But I'm very excited about Chris Carson. Uh, I think that he, especially in a PPR league, becomes exponentially more valuable just because, again, there's nobody to catch a football here, and somebody has to. So him coming out of the backfield, I think we're going to see a lot of. Um, So good start for Seattle. Long year for Cincinnati. All right, next up we've got uh, Detroit at Arizona. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Not sure either defense is going to be able to stop the opposing offense. Nice to see David Johnson back and healthy. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Looking forward to seeing what Terry Ann Johnson and Kenny Galladay can do. I'm going to go with Detroit by a field goal here. I'll say Detroit 30, Arizona 27. I've got Detroit winning. Or I'm sorry. I I started with Detroit earlier this week. I Again, Kenny Galladay, a guy I'm very high on. We'll talk about in a minute in the Daily Fantasy section. But I kind of came around on Arizona. Like, it sort of it sort of was something I had to get used to the idea of. But the fact that they're trying to keep everything under wraps and Kyler Murray, we don't really know what's going to happen. I'm going to go with the, the surprise factor here. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I'm taking Arizona 30, Detroit 24. The Kyler Murray era is upon us. I think it's going to go a little better than the Josh Rosen era did. <laughs> it already has. I mean, it's... Well, I'm not making much of a stretch here, but uh, yeah, I, I like no. I like what Kyler Murray's doing. All right, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see that. That might actually uh, there's several games that I would be excited about uh, watching that day. Yeah. Atlanta, Minnesota, no problem probably number game. one. Uh, Chargers mm-hmm. in Indianapolis would be something I'd be interested in seeing, and then Detroit and Arizona, also another game that I'll be keeping. Uh, close eye on just I think those will be the most entertaining uh, among the more entertaining games of the week Uh, one more or two more that we haven't hit yet but uh, next up and you know we've got your favorite team hosting my favorite team and for one of the few times this season probably I'm going to pick the Giants here I'll go with the Giants to win this 27-24 even without uh, Wonder Boy Daniel Jones at the helm I think we're going to see Daniel Jones before the season is over. Um, hopefully not this week. Hopefully not this week. We've seen this week things have, gone, things have gone awry. Uh, sorry, I was also yeah. making a pick here. Um, shocker. Shocker of all shocks. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this game. <laughs> I know nobody saw this coming. Uh, I'm taking them to win 27-14. Like I said, 
it uh, I I think it's got a very, it's got a chance to be closer than that. I don't necessarily think the Giants are going to pull an upset here, but few things terrify me more than the cow, than the Cowboys hosting the Giants. Something bad always happens. Something weird always happens. Ezekiel Elliott probably still smells like a margarita by the time this game hits. I'm not totally optimistic about what's happening on the field, um, but I think the Cowboys just overall have a little more talent than the Giants do. Not meant as a dig, just facts are facts. So I'm going to take the the Cowboys in what will feel like a closer game than the score indicates. Just remember, everyone's entitled to their opinion, no matter how wrong they are. (laughs) I took a kicker in the third to last round. That's as long as I could possibly wait. I just want you to know that. Oh, that's... uh, You're you're going to... Well... I think you're going to regret having done that. Since I figured if I was already going to irritate you, I might as well just go all the way. And also, just for yeah, the people listening definitely. out there, it is possible to have a 12-team snake draft and do it entirely in an hour. This draft's going to be done by the time the show is over, and I'm pretty fired up about this. I like these people. That's, that's pretty good. That's nice. It's Either great. you're drafting against uh, 11 bots or the you know, people who are actually prepared for that. Only, only two people. Only two people didn't show up. So 10 real humans oh. in this draft. Well, that's great. Yeah. Anyway, so So, um, Cowboys are going to win. Giants are bad. Moving on. (laughs) All right. Next up, we've got uh, one of the other games that I'm excited about. This is the 49ers at Tampa Bay. Again, another game that I don't figure is going to feature much defense. So I'm going to go with the 49ers to score uh, 38 and Tampa Bay 35. What I think will be the highest scoring game of the day. Really? Okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of either quarterbacks, but I think that I like the Tampa Bay offense a little bit better than San Francisco's right now. And like I said, I do like their defense, as crazy as that sounds. So I'm taking them just just the edge here, a little bit, 24-20, but I think it'll be a close game. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Sunday evening game, New England defending Super Bowl champions hosting their longtime nemesis, Pittsburgh. and I think uh, Pittsburgh, the the new calmer era, is going to get off to a good start. Uh, The drama-free Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I'm going to go with them to win this game 34-24. to I'm taking New England 28-27. I think whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. I think there's a lot of fantasy points to be had. Quite frankly, it it could be a coin flip. I think either team could and would be deserving to win, but I'm going to take Tom Brady in a, a marginal marginal last second victory here okay and then rounding out uh, the week schedule we've got the traditional opening week two monday night games and the earlier of the two we've got the last game i'm really excited for this week and that's houston at new orleans and i'm really high on deshaun watson and the texans i know without a gm people were criticizing the trades they made last weekend but i think it would be pretty cool if they did win the Super Bowl without a GM, who do you give the trophy to? Uh, I guess you give it to the owner um, when they have the presentation ceremony. But uh, anyway, I'm going to go yeah. with uh, – that's getting way ahead of myself. But I'm going to go with the that's Texans okay. to win this uh, 35-31. I'm taking New Orleans 33-28, um, but I certainly could see scenarios where – Houston wins this game. I think this is going to be one of the more exciting games to watch. Uh, unless you're a big defensive guy, then it's going to maybe not be the game you want to watch this week. But I just think that fantasy-wise, for our purposes here, obviously, I think this is a hugely uh, important game. And I just, like I said, I'm very excited about about this whole AFC South, this Houston thing. I think it could be very interesting. New Orleans always good. I think this this could be their year. So, you know, I'm I'm invested. Okay, and last up, we've got uh, Denver at Oakland. I'm just not buying Oakland at all this year. Denver, I'm not buying them much no. more, but I am going to buy them three points more on Monday night. I'll say Denver 27, Oakland 24. I think Denver winning 21-17. I could see it being a little bit higher scoring, but honestly, I think the defenses might do a better job than the offenses for at least a good portion of this game. Um, Oakland feels... Uh, like a bit of a disaster right now. When the biggest storylines coming out of camp are the guys you cut 
and the guys who aren't coming to practice, that's not a great sign for your football team. Generally not a winning formula. Uh, I don't know. I, it doesn't matter how much money John Gruden's making. It's still not looking great. Um, I think the press conferences and the interviews in the week that follow this loss might be interesting. Probably more so than this game is. I want Denver to be great. I, I really I, I love John Elway. I love what he does, but I don't know if Joe Flacco is going to be the fit here. I'm interested to see how this offense looks, you know, in, in actual game speed, not the preseason. Um, so I, obviously we'll be watching because it's going to be the only game on. But, yeah, like I said, it's it's going to be a bit of a rough one. Tough way to end the week, I feel like. Yeah. Well, how's uh, who do you like as far as daily fantasy goes this week? Uh, there's, some, there's some really nice values to be had. Obviously – Anybody can pick the best players on any team. We're here to give you a little insight on maybe some more value picks to help round out your lineup. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast at all, but I'm a big fan of Jacoby Brissett. He and Nick Foles, the price is very right. Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson, uh, probably my top four value quarterbacks. Uh, your bang for your buck there is just too good. A running back, like I said, I can't say enough good, good things about Chris Carson. Duke Johnson is stupid inexpensive this week. Uh, Mark Ingram, Carrion Johnson. Again, maybe not the the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, who you absolutely, if you've got the money, put them in your roster. But these are the guys that, that you should be targeting so that you can round out your lineup and make some money. Uh, at wide receiver, D.D. Westbrook, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay really, really, truly is just I can't miss this week. I feel like Tyler Boyd, Deshaun Jackson, and it was a bit of a flyer. He tends to play very well against the Redskins. Coming back to Philadelphia, I think, could be a very interesting fit. And I can take a flyer on him at the price. At tight end, Delaney Walker is always a can't-miss prospect. Jack Doyle, O.J. Howard, Vance McDonald. Uh, and defensively, Seattle, Dallas, uh, the Rams out in L.A. You know, there's some good options there. Um, but defenses seem to be pretty pretty reasonably priced this week. Uh, everyone's about where they should be. So it's tough to get too, too much value there. But daily fantasy-wise, there's a lot of a lot of players this week, like the Todd Gurley's of the world. Todd Gurley's never going to be cheaper than he is this week. I know everyone's down on him. But if if you're looking to, you know, kind of get that, that bang for your buck, Put Todd Gurley in the lineup this week. I'm not going to kill you. You're, you're not going to be able to afford him in four weeks. <laughs> it's Week one, I think, is always the most interesting just because it is such a crapshoot. The first four weeks of the season, you just never know what you're getting out of some of these teams. So daily fantasy becomes like the Wild West, which I think is is a ton of fun. Not everyone's on board with that. But value-wise, you got some good options this week. So um, before we wrap up uh... – since it's the start of the season and none of the games have been played yet, uh, give me your uh, Super Bowl teams and winner. I went back and forth on this a whole bunch. Um, I am taking New Orleans over the Patriots, and I think New Orleans is going to win by a touchdown in the Super Bowl itself. I just think this is finally their year. Uh, this is this is kind of the end of, of the Drew Brees era. I feel like things – this is this is the time. They've got all the pieces. And the Patriots, despite all the injuries, it's like Bill Belichick can go to Walmart and pick a cashier and make him a Pro Bowl wide receiver. It's incredible. I don't know how they keep doing it, but uh, I just I just think that even as good as the rest of that AFC is and can be, I just think they're still going to be the ones who end up on top. So I'm taking the Saints. All right. Saints over the Patriots. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, deviate a little bit from that. I'm going to pick an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl, and I'm going to go with the uh, Eagles to beat the Steelers in a high-scoring game. I'll say maybe 37-34 or something like that. But uh, lots of tea. I don't want to pick the Patriots. That's too boring and too easy. Pittsburgh, you know, who knows, maybe without Antonio Brown and the Le'Veon Bell cloud hanging over them, they'll – be better. I like James Conner a lot. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. We'll see if James Washington steps up. If uh, Vance McDonald is the guy now that uh, Jesse James isn't there anymore. Uh, lots to like there. Uh, Philadelphia too. Lots of unknowns, especially around Carson Wentz's health. But uh, if he can stay healthy, I, I think they have the makings of another uh, Super Bowl team there. Much as that'll pain me yeah. to watch as a Giants fan. 
could be interesting. So we certainly want to hear from you who your picks are. If you've got lineup questions, find us all week long. You can find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We are on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And then, of course, we are back every Wednesday night with you all season long from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And like I said, we're all over. We love talking football with you. So give us your Super Bowl picks. And good luck to you guys this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.